It's October 12th, 2021, and this is Diz Podopolis, where we talk about Disneyland, Walt Disney World, and everything in between. A dream is a wish your heart makes when you're fast asleep in dreams. Well, welcome to another episode of Diz Podopolis, and this is episode number 48, and we are entering the wonderfully spooktacular month of October. I can't believe we made it to October again. <laughs> I know, it doesn't seem like that long ago, but I'm glad we made it back to October. After a year, that just felt like a million years. <laughs> it's, it's been quite a ride. Yes, it really has been. Uh, so, you want to say hello to everybody out there, Fiona? I, I, noticed, I noticed something spooky on Disney+. Plus. Oh, you did. What was it? They have they have all of the Disney animated features, except for Make My Music. Uh oh, Make My Music isn't on Disney Plus. Oh my gosh, that was like one of your favorite things in the whole wide world when you were little. <laughs> yes, we have it on DVD, but f- for now, I know I didn't. I know that it's not on streaming. Oh, because you found oh you found a change.org signature a petition. So they only have 530 people signed up and they need a thousand more. So there you go. Oh, let's get to a thousand. Sorry. Yeah, we should sign in. And I I did solve the the rumor reasons why they're they're un, why they're kind of nervous or okay. un. This decidable to put this movie on plus. Okay. Because of like a certain short, the Martins and and the Kaios. Kois. Kois kind of had some stuff that they thought was only suitable for an older audience, like gunplay. Yeah, there's a lot of. So, yeah, that's an old uh, story about, I think it was West Virginia and Kentucky. Bucky, two families that were fighting over, I think it was a pig at one point. It does, it got a little ridiculous. So unknown if they want to put the full version or the edited version. Well, and that version isn't even on our DVD. They're, they're, the um, Martins it, and Coys aren't on there. It was the edited version. Oh, oh, it's on there, but the edited? Okay. Yeah, on DVD. We have the edited version. Uh-huh. Well, the the real two families were the Hatfield and McCoys, so they kind of changed the names of the the last names of the two families. Oh, and did they have, they put the also they speculating all the cats join in? I think with some, I think it was kind of some sexy proportions they have with the teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> she is very voluptuous. <laughs> well, that was back in the nineteen forties. So it just it just feels like oh I don't like things that where there's just one 
one of something missing and they must like draw it on or put it on there. Oh, you you want to see it on there? Like I want everything. It's like those moments where I want everything completed. Oh, okay. All right. So I would like to see the original version without the the alterations of it. So yes, that was that was my surprise with Disney Plus. Okay, that wasn't on there. Yeah, it's not on Plus. Okay. Alrighty. Even though I don't really pay attention to what's on streaming. But usually, yeah, but not not this movie. Not that movie? Is the other one on there? What's the other one? Is it Melody Time? Yeah, is Melody yeah, Time? Yeah, that is on there. Oh, how funny. Because then that, that one had... Um, yeah. Oh, what's his name? Um... Slufitsu. The Pecos Bill. Pecos Bill, yeah. Which had gunplay. Yeah. I think there's the smoking out, though. There's a scene where they're smoking, rolling a cigarette. I mean, no one cared back then. Nope. People did. People rolled cigarettes. Our, gran- our grandparents rolled cigarettes. Well, the grandfathers, not the grandmothers. <laughs> both of our grandfathers, both of my grandfathers rolled cigarettes. But why are we dilly dally? Dallying on nothing to do with October. I don't know. Why are we dilly dallying? <laughs> because I just wanted to say that out to the viewers. Oh, okay. And then I'm done. All right. Awesome. You need to get that off your chest? Yeah. All right. Ryan, why don't you say hello to everybody out there? Well, hello. Thank you for joining us today. Hello to my Aunt Dolores and to my mom. And we are excited to talk about the Haunted Mansion tonight. We are. It's going to be awesome. And I'm calling. Uh, yes, so this uh, was sponsored by Fiona. <laughs> she wanted to do this, and this is actually, we're going to have kind of do this in two parts. So tonight we're going to be talking about the Han Mansion, and in another podcast, hopefully in sequential order, we'll be talking about the movie Han Mansion with Eddie Murphy, and then the new uh, Disney Plus uh, Muppets. Sh- Muppets. Haunted Mansion Muppet special they're coming out with, right? Yeah, even though I didn't pay attention to the to the Halloween Star Wars stuff. Yeah, there's some... Ho- Did you see that, right? There's some Halloween Star Wars stuff out there. Oh, very good. On Disney Plus. Who knew? That should be fun. Uh, yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. So, and the Muppets Haunted Mansion is coming out on Friday, October 8th, right? So... That's my evening right there, right? That's what we're doing? Yeah, because that's like the evening where well, school needs to be done this week. Right. Usually we can take Friday off. All right. So you want to go jump into our question now? Sure. Okay. Okay. Sorry I did the face. <laughs> so the, the question of, of today is, is what Disney legend... What a dead Disney legend, or maybe alive, mm-hmm. would you want to put in the Haunted Mansion? All right, so which Disney legend, dead or alive, would you like to see in the Haunted Mansion? Yes? Yeah. All right. How about you, Colleen? Oh, good. Which category of celebrity, dead or alive? Okay, so we're sticking with Disney legend. I, I think would be fun. I think it would be, it's not spooky. It's very comical because I like my comedy in my Haunted Mansion. I really do. I enjoy the graves, 
uh, grave scene tremendously, and I enjoy the ballroom scene tremendously. Um, it's a little quirky. It's fun. I enjoy it. So I think what would be interesting to see in there is, I, I don't know how this would play out, but because Mark Davis was the man that came up a lot with a lot of these little vignettes, these character vignettes, and the hitchhiking ghosts and the bus singing and all the fun stuff that we have in there today. I would love to see like a Mark Davis and, um, and, and Davis, that's his wife, right? Uh, kind of a playful scene between the two of them. I think that would be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't, I don't, I guess I don't see any supposals gain that much love. Supposals? Wife. So that's a dead you're praying in. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think it's. I think it's Alice. Is, is it Alice, Alice Davis? Davis? Yeah, and Davis is the lovely um, uh, live-in maid of the Brady Bunch. So I'm winning. So <laughs> Alice Davis is is his wife, and I think it's such a cute little story that they had a, a cute. They even had a, their own little cute meet. You know, meeting up when she would bring chalk to his animation class at. Um, it was. It wasn't Cal Arts at the time, but that was like uh, Chanel Art. There was the Chanel Art, and that's the school that Walt Disney used to help train a lot of his animators. And then they, in turn, a couple decades later, decades later, were um, instructing the next generation of animators at the school, which Walt Disney dropped a huge endowment on them to keep running because he knew the importance of that for the Cal Arts. Right, yeah. So that's where um, Mark and Alice met. So I think it's cute. They had a cute meet. It's a good story. It'd be fun to see like a fun little vignette with them. Yeah, a lot of the Disney artists went through Chouinard Art Institute. <laughs> yeah, I read the, the 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 older the older group. And you probably a lot of people are familiar with Alice Davis's work. She um, dressed a lot of the animatronic figures especially in like pirates of the caribbean and in it's a small world yeah yeah she had a lot of fun doing that and i'm glad that they could work together yeah she was talented she could take um an artist's rendering and turn it into a three-dimensional object three you know dress it dress the pirates and the other people that way or dress the take Mary Blair's drawings and turn it into an outfit, a three-dimensional outfit for children throughout. It's a small world. So she was very talented. Oh, absolutely. That's not easy to do, to take somebody's, um, (laughs) to take somebody's vision for what it, what it should look like and then turn it into actually something in three dimensions is not easy to do. Oh yeah. It's a, it's a, a definite trade that you need to learn. Like there's a different skill set for, uh, absolutely. And what's interesting is she would not have gotten into that if um, when she was because she went to the Chouinard Art School and, uh, you know, at that point, only men were being admitted into the animation department. So I love how, you know, she so she went into the fashion department and really, you know, it's one of those things where sometimes you don't always get what you want, but it actually becomes the thing that makes who you makes you who you are. Right. You, you're like, well, I really yeah. think I want to go in this direction, but those obstacles are too big or too strong. And, you know, she probably could have fought it a little bit and waited a couple of years and gotten in. 
But by jumping into the fashion and taking all her talent and pouring it into that, I think it really lined her up for the rest of her life to fall into a relationship with Mark. And um, sometimes relationships are more important than careers. <laughs> so I think it's nice that they could work together and do all that. And she, he could kind of bring her on board and they could work together. So it's nice. Believe me, I don't get to do a lot of things I want to do. <laughs> and that's okay, right? Sure. Well, that was some long talk. How about you, Ryan? <laughs> Who would I bring in? So I would probably... I was like thinking um, Rolly Crump. All right. Well, Dead. he's a fun guy. <laughs> yeah. Because he did, he did like the Museum of the Weird mm-hmm. stuff uh, for it, um, and and did all like the oddity oddities of the haunted mansion, or a lot of them. So it'd be interesting. I'd like, I would, I think, like a portrait or something somewhere of him. That'd be nice. It'd be kind of cool if they had like one of the changing portraits. If it was like, if he was one of the characters, or his face was one of the people that changed. He was quite a character, so yes. Him being defaced yeah. with an, a, anyone you could possibly know in the mansion. You want to, you want to replace him somewhere, or yeah, just, yeah, or you just be added. Added. Yeah, so that'd be kind of fun. How about you, Fiona? Okay, I thought this would be a really hard question because I was here deciding on like on on. Like if if I want to choose like the Disney Legend or any 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 other ce- celebrity that's been dead for a long time, or any of my actors from the movies I always focus on, but since you all choose celebrity that relate that relate to art and the May art books I've been given from mom, I'll choose uh, Mary Blair. All right. Yeah, I like her. She's a winner. Yeah, and I don't know how she, I don't know how she would work, but I just think they would just they would just have have like a bus areas of the former artists that just did did the theme parks. Mm-hmm. She needs to have a cocktail in her hand though. She loved her cocktail parties. Yeah, and and I guess noticing the fact that how oh, small world is is meant to be cute looking, but but it feels like nowadays teenagers are just like Ugh, it looks creepy. So <laughs> thumbs up. <laughs> the creepy element for October. Yes. Okay. So cocktail? You mean like a stone drink? Yes, yeah, she liked her adult beverages. She liked to throw a lot of parties for people. Uh, uh, oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah, they, there there could be a ra- radioactive aquarium somewhere. Radioactive aquarium? A drinking aquarium. <laughs> All right, sounds interesting. Who do? All right, are you good, Fiona? Uh, I think yeah. All right, so let's go. We're gonna move on to our main subject for the night: haunted mansion. Which was formerly my worst nightmare. It, well, yes, there's always a period of time, I think, through everyone's life when they are just scared stiff of the Haunted Mansion. Right. And following the times when Aya keeps scaring me. <laughs> just to get me into it more. Yes. 
She likes to scare people. Your sister does. Now it's time to head over to Area 55. Welcome, foolish listeners, to this podcast uh, 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 as we take our our tour, tour. I will be your speaker, Madam Fiona. <laughs> <laughs> so as we, as we talked about earlier and um, in our introduction, we told we were talking about how we we're going to talk about the haunted mansion tonight, and Fiona's getting us in the mood with her little uh, sentence there, right? Reminiscent of the haunted haunted mansion. I, 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 I mean, when we watched the movie, I had my sleepy hollow shirt. Yes, you did. Yeah, so we watched the Haunted Mansion uh, movie with, with Eddie Murphy that was uh, made in 2003. And we're going to talk about that in a later episode. But you were, you're getting all into this October. Yeah, because Spirit. you heard me playing the music on YouTube. Today? Yeah. Yes, you're playing all your Halloween music. Your get down, get funky. Well, just anything I could find while I speed up on drawing. Oh, yeah. You want to tell everybody what you're working on? Uh, okay, I, I, I know on this episode we're not not yet talking about the Muppets on the Mansion, mm-hmm. but what I thought of, I was like, oh, maybe I could do the Muppets in my interpretation if they dress up for Halloween, and and yes, there's and the costumes will relate to tons tons of Easter eggs. Yeah, so you'll be working on that. That should be fun to see. You think you'll get it done by uh, Halloween? I'm trying to. Well, without <laughs> Elias distracting me with his drawing contests. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Elias <laughs> likes to do that to you, huh? Yeah. I mean, I did my, I did my Wrecker Ralph Cuphead crossover for Ralph Breaks the Internet. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, that's what you're drawing with him today? No, when oh. the movie was coming out. The you, Ralph Breaks the Internet movie. You did a drawing competition with him about no! that? No! Oh, I'm sorry. I'm I just, confused. just did a for fun pit picture, which was in the year oh. that movie came out. Okay, I got it. So you're talking about how you did a picture the year um, Ralph Breaks the Internet to celebrate that movie, and now you're doing a picture to celebrate the Haunted Mansion Muppets. Yes. Uh, well, I don't know what that is. A show? Is it a movie or a show? I believe it's a movie. All right. Well, special. Well, it just it just showed it. Well, it just it just showed a it just showed a bunch of 
celebrities who were star- starring it, so I'm re- I believe it's a movie. Oh, oh, so they're gonna have the celebrities like they have in the original Muppet Show. In all their movies, they had lots of. They just loved to throw celebrities in Muppet movies. Yeah, well, no, seeing the fact I've only seen I've only seen the official trailer once, just the not not throwing like too many spoilers. Okay, yeah. There hasn't been a lot about it, that's for sure. All right, so we're going to dive into the Haunted Mansion now? Sure. Sure, let's do that. So, um, obviously we're talking about Haunted Mansion because it's October, right? And But what I thought was really cool is, is just kind of going over some fun things about the Haunted Mansion uh, not doing too terribly a deep dive about it, but kind of just touching on all the people that were really integral parts of getting this together and some of the fun stuff. Uh, so tons of secrets and spoilers on how they did it. On how they... <laughs> yeah. And, and also uh, just kind of touching on how while um, the parks were closed, I they, how long were they closed? Was twelve? I mean, right now it's. How long was it closed? Ryan, was it fifteen months? When did they open? June, right? Should we get this? Fifteen months. Should we get this episode done before the internet keeps doing more spooky stuff? Oh yeah, internet's kind of spooky today, isn't it? All right. So I think they were closed down for about 15 months. And during that time, they did a couple of uh, renovations on the Haunted Mansion. They and, and they planned on doing some work on the Haunted Mansion. And they had just closed it down in March of 2020 to go into a refurb. So, but they really uh, dug down even deeper, you know, and, and they redid the drapes and the carpet and the wallpaper. They did a lot of uh, decor touches. Uh, decided to um, put a, a sculpture in there to commemorate Exitensio's uh, contributions to the Haunted Mansion, which we'll go over later. And kind of spruced up the garden area and uh, made the pet cemetery a little more. I don't, kind of made it, uh, the plants really reference the animals now. So, like, there's catnip planted around the cats and more of like a lily pad looking um plant around the frog <laughs> just just any plant that relates to its habitat or may any right. plant that could represent a monster well there you go there you go i'm assuming that's what you were saying yeah yeah and as of right now the haunted mansion's closed again Again, because they're getting it ready, or it may be opening. Oh, I think it's open now. But it was just recently closed down to open up as the with the overlay of the Nightmare Before Christmas. And this is the 20th anniversary of the overlay of the Nightmare Before Christmas. Fun uh, fact. Okay. I've actually seen this overlay, but I was like a baby. Yeah, so I think you were too. Because Adia wasn't born yet. So, and you didn't care. <laughs> you may have even been a little bit younger than two. So, I was excited for the Haunted Mansion. Yeah, when you're that old, you just kind of, like, look around and stare and don't really know or have, like, real references mm-hmm. to understand what's going on. But then when on. I was, like, in 
in young age when I know what's going on, I'm ter- terrified. Mm-hmm. As soon as you start to realize um, But then it was intensity. like when it started in 2015, they brought back the Half-Bloods ghost, and it was like, oh, I'm interested in seeing that character somehow. Okay, so that's when your new interest spawned for yeah, them? Yeah, and okay. now I know we always go to Han Mansion every time we go to the parks, so it doesn't feel like a big deal. Well, I guess except for the zombie heads popping up on you, at you. In the graveyard? Yeah. So, yeah, but now I know it's it's a big, it feels like it's now a big part of Disney history. Mm-hmm. It's my friend now. Yes, yes, Han Mansion is definitely a big part of Disneyland history. And realizing October's my friend now as well. <laughs> you 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 found a kinder, gentler Halloween month to follow down. Yeah. How about minus the Blood and Guts movies? Yeah, you don't watch those, but you have your favorites that you watch now. Uh, uh, oh, and 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 when you mentioned Muppets, I was like, oh, now I'm really into October now. Mm. Mm-hmm. With the new High Mansion Muppet. Yeah. Show. Or film. All right. So you want to start with a timeline of the Haunted Mansion? Yeah. So at at point at point, oh, well, you're, you're I've I've favorites. heard I've heard this a long time ago. So so there were a lot of reasons when Walt Disney was was like kind of pushing back on on like a haunted house attraction where it would never be like a walkthrough or or a typical type of ride. And was based on, on like those like cheesy made car- carnivals, or just carnivals mm-hmm. that weren't safe. Right. And yeah, yeah. Again, obviously, we never had like the Halloween movies, never for Christmas or Hocus Pocus back then. <laughs> well, I obviously we had Loops and Goves and the Sleepy Hollow, so he he just kind of had a few ideas just to take in like Halloween-ish movies he's recently done but but I guess I guess later on you just don't see them being too iconic so he just had to make make up his own his own characters even more like the Pirates of the Caribbean yeah yeah when there was well no film series back then well, I mean, he did tre- Treasure Island. Yes. Yeah. So, so the examples they kind of took in. Uh oh, they'll they'll just be you know having a puz- puzzle hunt with the Loomsome Ghosts or the Hello Source one's gonna like jump scare you. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised there is no Headless Horseman in in the Haunted Mansion. There's Mister Toad. Well, he's out. He's outside the Haunted Mansion, right? True. In, in Washington, in, in Washington, in Walt Disney World. So we're keeping it in with that movie. There you go. A little bit. All right. So I think the Haunted Mansion is. Well, it, well, it definitely was at this point. It was the longest point for any single attraction to be created for Disneyland. And, uh, well, is it like every carnival had a haunted, haunted house attraction? Right. So Ryan, have you experienced 
one of those rides, like the they'd have like a spooky haunted house ride at a carnival ride before. Yeah, California at the California State Fair actually. Right, so it's a lot yeah. of just like wood walls and things move. <laughs> I remember yeah. Six Flags. We went to like the the Scooby Doo attraction, mm-hmm. where it was like it kind of a mixture of the Buzz Lightyear Space Rangers game. We have to shoot anything, but it feels oh, like yeah. you can't target it. Yeah, well, there wasn't any shooting in the old one. Ones, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, so you kind of I don't know. It was very very rickety. Not a lot of three dimensionality to it, and kind of short. Yeah, and not tons of fun. No. <laughs> I don't know. I'm way overpriced. I've read it yeah. once, so I don't remember. Yeah, so they had they would have a that was definitely where Walt Disney originally got his idea to kind of take the haunted house um, ride and and elevate it to the next level and really make it an experience and really engage you in that. Yeah, and they weren't sure, like, how, how you know, the, the, exactly what it was going to look like and stuff. At first, it was the walk, it was going to be a walkthrough. Right. Attraction and stuff, you know. Um, but, yeah, they wanted, he, he definitely wanted something that was a little scarier. Um, he, like, according to Rolly, Rolly said that um, he showed Walt his some of his original concepts for the haunted mansion and Walt didn't say a lot. And, um, so really thought like, you know, it, it was not going to get, it wasn't going to happen and stuff. And, and, um, apparently, uh, Walt had, uh, Walt, Rolly came in the next morning, saw Walt and Walt was <laughs> kind of, He'd been he, he he kind of like uh came at Rolly and, and stuff and it was like you know basically a, a little upset and stuff like you kept me up all night to Rolly and stuff um, with your drawings and stuff and I want to make this happen. Oh yeah, Walt Disney always knew a good idea when he saw it. He'd always yeah. want to like take those and put it into something and make it magical and make yeah. it work. Yeah, it, it, but one of the reasons that the ride took so long to put together was because of the 1964 World's Fair in New York. So he pulled, you know, all the Imagineers off the Haunted Mansion and threw them in that. But I think that was like a blessing in disguise, right? Because I don't, you, mm-hmm. the Haunted Mansion wouldn't be, a, like the walkthrough would be very dated and it would not have lasted as long if that had been this scenario the attraction that we got and it would have been very hard to get people through yeah yeah and it would have been very limited limiting too. yeah would it be hard for it for me to walk through yeah i don't nothing the only what's interesting is they actually do they have because i was trying to think we don't really have a walkthrough but we do they have the walkthrough experience now with the beauty and the bees storytelling with bell uh project that they have but um that works because it's a very interactive and invites the guests into the experience where they become part of the show and i don't think you'd really want yeah. people to become part of the haunted mansion show <laughs> right and you're almost you're you're almost like in a little theater setting for that one it's, it is it's, it's kind of like a stage show but it's not a stage show but it is oh yeah if that would like that. Oof. yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Even though we have haunted mansion characters in the parks, if that would be a creepy experience to meet the haunted mansion characters as a little kid. Yeah, I don't, I don't think anybody. I don't think children would really want to meet the haunted mansion guests. Guess. But you're right. The 1964 World's Fair did a lot uh, to help develop how do you get a large number of people through an attraction um, uh, on a day-to-day basis and stuff. And so you get things like the people mover start to be developed there. Mm-hmm. It was a little different. It was the skyway and the highway, uh, the highway and the skyway, and the sky or the highway in the sky. Highway in the sky. Yeah, something like that. And and um, that was that one was by Ford, and that was the precursor to. I'm on a highway to the to heaven. <laughs> the people mover, and then you also had like Small World, and they developed like a little flume to go through it, so you were in a boat and move people mm-hmm. through that way and so it was just like how do you get people large numbers of people through these attractions um and they eventually just would decide on the omnimover system right and that was bob gurr's brilliance mm-hmm. right and i think that one was originally for put into tomorrowland the omnimover system was that what they had when, when when did they open um Oh, Adventure Through Inner Space. Yeah. That was Omnimover, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it was it was definitely Bob Gurr that worked on that one. Um, Bob Gurr and uh, Roger Brogy. Bob Gurr did Bob Gurr did like the um, the vehicles, mm-hmm. uh, but Brogy did like the mechanics behind it. Yeah, that ride is so the simplicity of that ride is what makes it so brilliant. Yeah, that was in nineteen sixty seven, I believe. Yeah, and that was Adventure Through Inner Space, yep. I love that ride. And they adapted that to the um, Haunted Mansion. Absolutely. So if you can believe it or not, the original idea of Disneyland having a um, Haunted Mansion or at that point an old house on the hill was conceptually created by uh, Ken Anderson and Walt Disney in 1951. Which old house on the hill kind of reminds me of the random tw- 20s or 30s song I've been listening on YouTube. Oh, how funny. I always think of Psycho, like, but... <laughs> like, yeah. I can't bury this stay in this house. I've heard it's haunted. Who's the... Who's the... Look behind you. Look behind you. No. Oh. 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 In the haunted house. Where are you hearing this? This is crazy. YouTube. Oh my goodness. Okay, you gotta pull that for me. That is crazy, man. I'll probably record it on my phone. Sounds good to me. Yeah, we'll throw it in there. Absolutely. Just pretend that you're a crocodile. 
And then we kind of see it come around again in 1953 with Walt Disney returned to the idea and was working with Marvin uh, Davis. That's when they took a deeper diver, deeper dive into the, and really considered what they could do and how they could create it for Disneyland. Once again, there was really no idea of what was going to go inside that building, but just the idea of having, you know, the house, the haunted mansion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Harper Goff also contributed to that too, the early concepts. Right, right. Uh, and it was being worked out by Harper Goff was kind of working on the innards and Ken Anderson was working on the outer parts uh, during 1955. Yeah. And they kind of went back and forth. And in um, 1957, Ken Anderson um, did a sketch that Walt Disney originally didn't like, but then decided, yeah, okay, that's going to be our haunted mansion. And that was the Shipley Lidecker house uh, that stood once upon a time in Baltimore, Maryland. And, you know, we can talk about it a little further, but uh, in the 1960s, uh, especially after World War II, there was kind of this idea going around that we, kind of, we needed to, um, level a lot of these older buildings because no one had been taking care of them they were kind of they were dangerous and no one wanted to put the time or energy into saving that them i mean there's always been pockets of time where we've gone through that as a country and this was another one of those pockets of time and um, unfortunately that was one of the houses that got leveled um in 1967 but they never even went and saw the house. They just found it in a book. <laughs> so, <laughs> but that's okay. Is that a spooky moment? They just never saw it in person. Right, right. Well, they liked the house so much. They liked the feeling of they, it was. There's a Maryland, and and Maryland was considered part of the South, and so it had that architecture that they really liked, and the iron work, which you know pulled you into a New Orleans when that's one of the cities that Walt Disney absolutely loved. He loved New Orleans. And even the high mansion sits in where New Orleans, New Orleans. Well, well, yeah, well, yeah, because I know in the movie it was, the high mansion was kind of set in a swampy area, Louisiana. Yeah. Louisiana. Yeah. 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 Like for, for not seeing house in person, but just in the book, they knew they saw the house, but it wasn't there. What? <laughs> Anymore. Anymore. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So they started construction. My of interpretation it. of of my lame ghost stories. <laughs> so they started the house in 1961, and the exterior was completed in 1963. And that's... Um, when it kind of flipped over to Yale, Gracie, and Rolly Crump. So as you were mentioning earlier, Rolly Crump, Ryan. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so they had a lot of fun just creating ideas over the top for all of this, scaring everyone to death <laughs> with their room. And... Mm-hmm. Oh, they loved it. They just had fun scaring everybody. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. I would love to have gone in that room. I'm sure it's quite a sight. And this is when black light paint was kind of starting too. So people were they could like really use that. They were getting more colors because they. I think I was listening to someone talk about um, how in 1955 when they did the black light uh, artwork for uh, the in Fantasyland, right? 
Like they were only a few colors that they had to use, were available to use at that point. But mm. soon after that, they could kind of had more colors to choose from. So they started that and then everyone kind of got pulled off of that because of the World's Fair and Walt Disney using everybody's money to further the attractions at Disneyland. So we're getting a lot of ideas from Bob Kerr and Claude Coates and Mark Davis and all those guys are being pulled into it. The, and, yes. the, near, the t- near the years when Walt Disney was about to die. Right. Yeah. So um, after everyone was done, Walt Disney um, tapped Claude Coates and Mark Davis to kind of uh, take over and really guide and get this thing done. Ended up doing some dirty talks and just smoked himself away. Oh, well, yes. Walt Disney um, had lung cancer. It was uh, most, de- we'll just say most definitely um, pushed forward with his smoking because smoking really irritates all your tissues and cells. So I mean, fun fact, nowadays when people smoke in movies, still their movies will be Turn turn the rated R. Mm-hmm. Yep, they're rated R movies, absolutely. So yeah, but unfortunately, before they could flesh out all their ideas, Walt Disney passed away in 1966. I think I kind of said tribute like saving Mr. Banks, where they never showed Tom Hanks smoking. Right, they just show him putting out the cigarette. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Right, they, I think they put they were able to push that in there. Um. And they pushed forward on that, and it opened on August 9th to 1969 with a television special. Did you have you seen this television special, Ryan? I have, yes. Yeah. Mm. Is it on YouTube? It is the wonderful world of color. <laughs> I love it. It's the Osmond brothers, and it's Kirk Douglas, right? Or no? Yeah. Because sometimes. Is that right? YouTube makes makes my time to ignore Disney Plus. Oh, you go to YouTube, not Kirk Douglas. Oh my gosh, I'm such an idiot. <laughs> Kurt Russell, I need help. There's too many Kirks in Disney. Well, that's Kirk. Yeah, well, Kirk Douglas was in Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea. Kurt Russell. Yeah, Kurt Russell. Yeah, he he was an up and coming Disney star at the time. Yeah. Very I... young, teenager. He's teenage heartthrob. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he a teenager there. I know. I almost feel bad for him because I mean, I do and I don't. But it's one of those like weird things where that was one of the last notes on Walt Disney's desk was about uh, Kurt Russell, and everyone always asking him about that. And you're like, he doesn't know. <laughs> and I think my favorite part about this is how it when it opened up, the lines were like going all the way through Adventureland, I think, almost to the entrance, and they were four hours long. Yeah. That would be insane. Absolutely insane. That happens this to the, in this day and age, too. Yeah. Uh, when, they, when they opened up um, Flight of Passage. Yeah, and the um, Radiator Springs Racers. They've tried to curtail some of that lately, with the Rise of Resistance and then the Spider-Man adventure ride by just passing out tickets that fill the whole day. Right, yeah. Or you ha- you get into a virtual queue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, they obviously don't want those lines just streaming through their streets because it is it is a nightmare. And that was one of those like technical difficulties now when they had everyone standing like six feet apart in lines because they would like just overflow everywhere through the park. It would be a little, little much. So what date did the Haunted Mansion premiere? August 9th, 1969. Gotcha. So basically from 1951 to 1969. So 18 years. Gotcha. It's a long time to go through a concept. But I mean, that's, it's kind of par for the course with, with a Disney production. Because, I mean, if you look at uh, The Little Mermaid and how long they were trying to make that story work into a, a Disney animated feature... Well, because usually Grim Tales just let everyone die at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. And probably in the Little Mermaid, like, cut their throats. <laughs> oh, oh, jeez. <laughs> I mean, it, that could happen. Well, she she dies in the in the Hans Christian Andersen story. And, yeah, that doesn't happen in a Disney Maybe. animated feature. I mean, thank, thankful for the hunchback. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's another one where I had to really change the ending. All right, Ryan, what do you want to talk about first? Uh, in terms of what? <laughs> uh, Imagineers or certain aspects of the house? Ooh, we've talked about Imagineers just a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. Was there something you wanted to add with the Imagineers? Well, I mean, we got some really, like, because... Um, Gail Gracie is a really interesting character. I love him. True. Yeah, we should talk about uh, some of those. Some of the let's let's go with the Imagineers. Yeah, I I I'm to me Gail Gracie is kind of like a a, a guy of all trades, right? Where yeah. he just has an imaginative brain and extreme curiosity, which is always a good thing. I love. Right that combination of crazy it's just a beautiful beautiful thing like to be so talented in something and then just be so inspired and and just kind of digest everything around you that um and i love how he's able to he was able to say oh well when i was a kid i read these books and it was awesome (laughs) the popular there well we still have popular mechanics right so there's Mm -hmm. just we do i Love that we do. I still read stories from it. <laughs> so Back when Photoshop wasn't invented. <laughs> yep, before Photoshop. So he had a set of popular mechanic books called The Boy Mechanic from the early 1910s. Um, no, there were no pictures of... I think there was like one picture of one girl in one of the books. So, Like, was there not that much screenshots? Well, back then they kind of just focused that boys were more into engineering, so boy the books would be about engineering, which to me was always fascinating because I grew up around so many men, like cuz our whole family I was like the only girl in our family, right? So there's your dad, Ryan, and my dad, right? And then there's the three of you and my brother. So, I mean, we obviously they were moms. <laughs> but I never like, there would be a book and there'd be all boys in it, and it never bothered me. I'd just be like, well, it's for everybody. I don't really care if there's all boys in it because, you know, I'm like, eh, who cares? So 
Because I would get, I would, because when we would go to Grandma and Grandpa Flint's house, I would, our dads would have books still left there from when they were kids, like Mad Comics and, um, you know, some of these like popular mechanic magazines and stuff. And so I'd read them in their bedrooms when I was a kid, when I stayed with Grandma and Grandpa Flint. And so mm-hmm. I'd read them. And I wouldn't think anything of it. I just thought they were for everybody. I never had that mindset. And so I love how they had these books in the 1910s. And um, I want to buy these books. <laughs> and uh, some of them are safe that you can still do today. But remember, this is 1910. And so some of these are, are projects that you would not let a child do by themselves. Just, you know, you want a child to, to grow up with all 10 toes and 10 fingers. So it's <laughs> one of those things. I, I, I mean, secretly the illusion about child growing, growing six fingers. Who grew six fingers? I think I was having a bit of a Gravity Falls flashback. Oh, oh, did they? Yes. Yeah, the real Stanford Pines. The real Stanford Pines. Oh, that's, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He has six fingers. All right, gotcha. And one of those effects that he pulled from the book is the Pepper's Ghost effect. So this has been mentioned a, a lot within the Haunted Mansion and, and various other non-spook, uh, maybe kind of spooky rides they've done where it's just like, it's like a lighting of, 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 um, of a doll, but, 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 but with, but the to make the line a bit like like fade faded away. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a, it's a magician's trick. It's a bit. It's a little bit hard to say for me. Right. So there's it's a light and mirrors illusion. When you think something's in the room when it's not, but you can fool the eye. You can kind of think about it like in the daytime when you're looking out your window and you see your reflection in the window. That that's that is what the Pepper's Ghost effect essentially is. Yes. You can so. see through it. You can see through the window, but you can still see like a, a ghost of yourself is what it kind of looks like. Does that make sense? That's what the Pepper's yeah, Ghost there I stand a, a ghost of a chance with you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Does that make sense, Fiona? Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's a, Thank you, Ryan, for that example. I love it when they show, when they, they'll have like a little, you sh- I, maybe I'll try to find a clip in a YouTube video where they show it in a box, like a small box doing a small scale and showing how they do it with the lights and the mirrors and the redirection. Yeah. It's absolutely. Fun. So what do you like about Yale Gracie, Ryan? Oh, well, um, he was very creative. He came up with um, a lot of different ideas in terms of what he wanted to put in there that never made it. One of them was kind of a old sea captain. Mm-hmm. Um, and he would appear um, um, suddenly like with, there'd be like a sequence of rain or something um, and water and, and he would appear uh, in, in front of you. But it didn't really work with the Omnimover part of the ride. It only kind of worked under very specific lighting conditions for like a walkthrough attraction. Um, so I would say 
Um, probably, probably Yale. He just he 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 worked um, as a layout artist for a lot of different classics like uh, Fantasia, Pinocchio, um, and so he he i just think he was very talented in terms of he could transition from movies to creating attractions at disneyland which i think that's i think that that in and of itself is he's pretty multi-talented yeah he was um a layout artist uh for pinocchio the three cavaleros and fantasia and he actually worked for the shorts department in the 1940s and 50s and really centered around Donald Duck, which is probably the best shorts there were that came out of there. And some of my favorite characters along with Donald Duck. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Like the yeah. bee and the bear. <laughs> he, he also, he met an odd, he, he, he had an odd death too. Um, he was murdered. Yale Gracie was. Yeah, really kind of tragic. It's really sad. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, he, he was out on... I'm assuming uh, he was short-lived, right? No, he, he had a long he life. Lived, oh, okay. He had a long life, yeah, but it was cut cut short. He died in 1983. He was shot. as a, uh, Apparently, like, he and his wife, the burglar, came in uh, to um, like a, a cabana they were staying in. Those stories, they're just... They, they just they just don't feel like a, a young I young viewer hearing no no it's it's sad it really is sad yeah true yeah it is it is sad but that's that's what happened to um but they they did there is a lot of death to talk about in this episode mm-hmm. there is there is um they did the, they gave a tribute to Yale master gracie they call him master gracie out in walt disney world in the courtyard the where it's kind of that walk through part of the line mm-hmm. and he you have kind of like a sea captain there master gracie out there i believe oh yeah yeah and in the movie um the eddie murphy Hot mansion movie the lead character from the house is master gracie there's a nice tie-in. So I kind of like this quote from John Hench that I found on the D23 site. Uh, Whenever we needed a special effect, we went to Yale. Sometimes it took a while to get what we were asking for. However, along the way, he developed other marvelous effects we could use. I remember one time we asked him to create a particular illusion, and in the process of experimenting, he developed a gopher bomb, which we all used in our yards. It worked very well. I just want to know what they really wanted him to do. <laughs> but they landed up with a gopher bomb. <laughs> that's awesome. Talk to uh, those spirits from the ground. I know, that's crazy. And I know you mentioned Roley Crump, who is still with us. I think he's one of the only Imagineers at this point from that time frame that is still with us. And he seems to be quite a character. I remember uh, Alice Davis talking about him and, and maybe having a little too much fun at work. <laughs> but, but that's okay. And you're talking about how he, yeah, Disney kind of saw what he had done and wanted to create a museum of the weird. 
uh, which never happened because the other Imagineers, Mark Davis and Claude Coates, weren't interested in doing it and didn't, you know, didn't think it was worth it. So his ideas were pushed to the side. He doesn't like for I was like reading a bunch about him and seeing, and he was never really offended by his ideas being cut or shifting or anything like that. He just kind of like, ah, it's just part of the process. Because he was also talking about a time when I guess Mark Davis tapped him to do the portraits for the stretching room when they worked mm -hmm. that out. And Mark Davis took his drawings and threw them away. <laughs> oh, oh, and then did them himself. The PETA and, way. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the, yeah, Roller Crumb's like, well, he did a better job. So there you go. It's just funny to me. How he didn't really ever get upset, which is good because you can't really, right? But they did. Yeah, I don't know. Were you talking about the, they did the A Wonderful World of Color with Rolly Crump and going over his Museum of Weird? Did you see that episode? Mm-hmm. I did, yeah. That's a, that's a good episode. Do you have anything else to mention about Rolly Crump, Brian? Um, he's just kind of an interesting, talented guy um I, he did the um oh what was the name what did they call the wind thing for the world's fair um the tower of the, the four winds the tower of the four winds yeah he had the, i thought that was a very interesting kinetic sculpture that he created it's beautiful yeah it really so, is yeah I, I think i think to me i think that's like one of his more interesting creations I, yeah, I would love to see them recreate that at Disneyland outside the small world. Mm -hmm. It really fits in with that whole motif. Yeah. I think I heard that they just like dumped it in the river. That sounds about right. Oh, um, I did get the, they have Master Gracie on a tombstone. The captain is Captain Culpepper Klein. Oh, there you go. But I believe it's based on um, his the original wanting to have that captain in the uh, that young Gracie made. Oh, I'd love to see that whole story fleshed out and become something. Yeah, I've always found that to be very a very fascinating part of of the haunted mansion. I wish that that existed. Right, right. And it's not really, I mean, there's, you know, you see, you say, well, you have Pirates of the Caribbean, but there's something different about like sea captains and sea towns. Because um, I think of that more in northeastern mm -hmm. area. Mm -hmm. To me, that's mm -hmm. where that goes. And so that's a whole different yeah. culture. Whaling and um, that, that fascinates me. Yes. And you would definitely have some sea captains that would be ghosts. Yep, yep. Okay, there's a lot of, you know, the, the woman waiting for the man on the hill or in the lighthouse and him never returning. There's all those kind of mm -hmm. spooky Absolutely. stories. I love them. And then those, those two were kind of the guys that, you know, kept the Haunted Mansion going up until the mid-60s. And then the two guys that kind of saw it through were Mark Davis and Claude Coates. And yep. I had no idea how tall a man Claude Coates was. He was six foot six. That's a lot of man walking around. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, you can tell that in some of the, when he's on TV and how much he towers over everybody. 
Yeah, yeah, I have to find that. You j I just, I found these pictures and he's like all crumpled up, like, you know, working at his desk. You can see like the knees coming up so high under the desk. I imagine his legs are like my dad's, my dad's legs, legs and they're just, and there's nowhere to put them. <laughs> and he just, he probably never shows up his face. Yeah, yeah. So Coates is, is really the man who kind of gave us the atmosphere of the haunted mansion the beautiful wallpaper um the the hallways the doors the uh, i think the sconces that the sconce was a really crump idea and he loosely used it was really funny i found this thing on the wallpaper and how someone attributed one drawing that Rolly Crump did to inspiring the wallpaper that was created for the Haunted Mansion. Yeah. Okay, I'll buy that, but it's definitely Claude Coates um, really sitting down and creating that look from um, like the, a gothic damask pattern, patterns that they had back then. Mm -hmm. um, you could definitely, you know, you can see with the eyes and everything kind of were influenced by Rolly Crump's uh, illustration. And we'll put that up on the website because I found that picture and then the paper side by side so you can make your own comparisons. Um, but the paper that Claude Coates created is, is quite beautiful, actually, and works really, really well when you get deeper into the ride. I love that. So, but you had Claude Coates who wanted it to just be super, super scary and scare people because each of the, the men, Claude Coates and Mark Davis, thought that they understood what Walt Disney wanted to do with the ride. And Claude Coates is, he did a lot of fantasy land. So he's attributed to really getting that going and giving that a look and a feel. And he worked on the submarine voyage and the magic skyway and the Carousel of Progress, and the Small World. <laughs> so he'd worked on a lot. Um, I'll say more. Mr. Toad's while ride. Snow White's scary adventure. <laughs> right. And then um, Mark Davis, you know, like I was saying earlier, he's, you know, your vignette guy. Like, he's your story guy, right? He wants to see the comedy. He wants to, because it's such a dark subject, he wants to break it up a little bit. And, so you see that a lot through the ending of the ride. So you see Claude Coates all in the beginning and Mark Davis kind of them meshing together and then Mark Davis at the end. And I actually think it's actually a really good combination because Claude Coates gave it the detail that it needed and the believability and Mark Davis kind of gave it the life and the humor that it needed, especially at the end of the ride with the hitchhiking ghosts. I mean, it's just... Such mm -hmm. a nice, sweet ending to the ride. Like that was my that got me through the whole ride when I was five. I'm like, ooh, which hitchhiking ghost am I gonna get? Mm -hmm. Really? That. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's just you weren't scared. Oh no, I was scared, but I knew that was coming. Like I knew the ballroom scene was coming, and I knew the graveyard scene was coming. And I, I mean, you knew everyone will reveal the ghost. Right, and I wasn't scared of the ballroom scene. Like, that didn't scare me at all. And you kind of needed that nice little break. Yeah, and the hitchhiking ghosts weren't scary either. I mean, they were fun and silly, and you got to, you're like, you're taking them home with you. I mean, 
It, it feels like almost Yay! almost anything I'm scared of is our jump scares. The jump scares in the graveyard? Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Or just jump scares in anything. Right. Yeah, and this is how we say it by ver- versing Nissan Mansions in Disneyland. The, in the Disney World, the Hitchhiker goes to various tricks to you, with your, mainly with your heads, but in Disneyland, it's boring. Uh, you did The hitchhiking ghost is with oh, you in Disneyland. I yeah, they don't have the the depth of the technology at Disneyland that they've put in there at Walt Disney World. I'm assuming yeah. Yeah, but they don't have the Hatbox Ghost at Walt Disney World. I mean, if you can combine these two, it could yeah. make a better haunted mansion. Yeah, that would be nice to combine the two for sure. Absolutely. And I remember one time at Disney World. Ayo gave out the finger. Oh, we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> Just a tiny mention. <laughs> well, yeah, because they take pictures at the Walt Disney World Haunted Mansion. When it's the... When you have the, the portraits that change. So you have the girl from April to October and the boat on the good day. And then it's all the, the ghost ship at the end. So when, the picture at the end, actually, when the lightning flashes, actually takes a picture of you. So there you go. That's another hidden note. We're we're trying to get where where's the camera in these rides because in in pirates it's like the talking skull bones. Yeah, up on the up high on the left. Yes. All right, Ryan. Do you have something to add about Mark Davis and and or Cloud Coats? No, they were very accomplished Disney artists. Um, I'd say my favorite Mark Davis character is. Maleficent. Oh yeah, she's brilliant. Yeah, and then with Claude Coates, he didn't do as much characters. He did a lot of background um, mm-hmm. stuff. It would probably be like the old mill. Some of the backgrounds that he did for 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 that film, that or um, Fantasia. Yeah, he did the opening watercolors for Pinocchio. Which, I mean, if you just watch that opening Pinocchio scene, that is the whole movie right there. That's all you need to watch right there. Where it's just like a library. Well, it's just beautiful how it flows. You know, they use the um, the camera, the multiplane camera for that. And it just winds yeah, through the streets and the beautiful watercolors that he created. Yeah, yeah I do think most Disney movies look beautiful. Mm-hmm. But I I know when they got to a new set of animation in in like the sixties, it can be a little like rough rough sketchy. Oh, you're thinking of 101 Dalmatians. Yeah. Right, where they started using the Xerox instead of, which I think is actually a very a nice feeling, like it's a different feeling, right? Something because you don't want to have all the same feeling. Like Bambi's a very special movie because of their the special techniques that they used in that for the backgrounds and then you know Pinocchio is another one where you have these beautiful watercolors very uh European um traditional style and then like smooth animation right and then when you move to Sleeping Beauty you have the beautiful stylized um art that was developed for that and then you go into the 101 Dalmatians where you have more of the rough sketching like almost a solid color yeah it's a it's a lovely transition that they've created 
It's very memorable if you're a 60s or 70s kid. So I just want to mention really quickly, I know I mentioned it a little bit, the Shipley Lidecker House in Baltimore, Maryland. I I found this fascinating because there's not a whole lot about it. And there was just one book that they had at the studio, The Decorative Arts of Victoria's Era. And that was the book where they pulled the image of the house. And there's only one other book that mentions it at all. And I thought this was fun because it's actually um, a WPA book. So, uh, which the WPA was a work program created by Franklin Delano Roosevelt, FDR, during his administration to help people just get them back to work during that period. And the WPA is the work works progress administration and you can still see in some towns you'll see like sidewalks and they'll have wpa stamped in them from the 1930s and in texas a lot they worked a lot on the state parks so you'll see a lot of cool cement uh benches and they're like they look like bark was one of the things that they used in the parks around here they built some buildings and that sort of stuff for the state park so it's cool I just thought that was funny that um, it was in a WPA book. Now, they weren't very kind, the words they said about the house. <laughs> Honestly, they thought it was ostentatious and, you know, over the top. And I just thought it was interesting, the language that they used. But I thought that was fun and, and worth mentioning that they, you know, they, you know, what they thought about it and it didn't always look the way that it looks it was much simpler house in 1803 was built that would be the uh shipley who built it originally and then lidecker who bought it a hundred years later and did extensive changes to it so originally it was a traditional brick house and then uh lidecker went in and did the kind of the greek columns and the um ironwork iron yeah the ironwork the porches he brought in and the cupola on top the glass cupola on top it's funny how i mean we still do that today right we update our houses and change them but it's you know fascinating to me um because we went to the paul revere house and the paul revere house after his family moved out changed many many times over the years and when there was a group of women who bought the house and there's a town because it's, it's in the italian village part of boston currently and it was an italian family that had bought it and they ran a bakery out of it i believe and when the uh, women took it over to kind of change it back into the house that that paul revere had lived in so they had to kind of really almost redo the whole house but even at that point there was still the original wallpaper from the point that paul revere lived there just like hidden back like three layers of like plaster and wall so they went back and they um dug out the wallpaper and what was so interesting about that and what you would see in these Shipley and Lidecker houses, I'm sure, is how obnoxious the wallpaper was. Holy cow. It was this huge um, architectural print, very busy. 
and it would have been through the whole room. I think when we think of houses from the 1700s, we think of them as very like, white. Yeah, just instead of like those like hard to draw wallpapers. Yeah, yeah, it was like very white, right? And austere. But man, they went to town with their wallpaper. <laughs> Holy mackerel. It was it just impressive. feels like anything that you're just lazy drawing. Just make the background wallpaper blink. Yeah, yeah, that would be really hard to recreate if you were drawing that for sure. Yeah, and they, so they just had like a portion of it. But um, I, I think we have like a misconception of a lot of these people and their decoration ha decorating habits back then. It's always fascinating to me, like what's, you know, in style, right? I love things like that. But I'm, you know, so I'm sure the Shilpi Lidecker house changed over its 200, almost almost 200 years of existence. So I'm wondering what kind of crazy, crazy wallpaper they had at one point. And the, um, I don't know why, I'm, yeah, I'm talking about wallpaper a lot, aren't I? All right. Um, Brian, do you have anything else you want to add? I don't think so. Uh, yeah, I've, I, I, I've, I think we got everything key, keyed out. Did we get everything keyed out? All right. Do you want to? But we will be talking about the, like, voice actors or anything like that in the next episode, right? The voices of the High Mansion? Yeah. Or the voices of the movie? Voices of High Mansion, oh, right? okay. You want to do that? You had that plan, right? No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Like Thurl Ravenscroft? Yeah, and Paul Freeze. And Paul Freeze. Oh, you can mention them now. Thurl's Ravenscroft. You want to mention him real quick? Yeah. So, so, it's a hard name to spell. It is. Thurl Ravenscroft? Yeah, it is a hard name to spell. Yeah. <laughs> he, he was the voice of one of the busts. The singing busts. Yeah, he is. Oh, there it is. And I think that's his face, too. Yeah, he's very known for doing the deep melody opera voice. From, yeah, from, he has a very deep voice. Yeah. Yes. From child, childhood movies. Yeah. I mean... He, uh, do, you know, do you know some of the things he did besides um, the Haunted Mansion? Every, I know out of, out of Disney, he was the voice of Tony the Tiger and the singing Gr Grinch, Grinch voices. Mm-hmm. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. Yeah, that was Thurl Ravenscroft. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. You really are a heel. You're as cuddly as a cactus. You're as charming as an eel, Mr. Grinch. You're a bad banana with a greasy black Very good. I just like to see pictures. I know you do. Lead singing best in the Haunted Mansion. Yep. Oh, and he did lots of the characters in Country Bear Jamboree. He was buff and big owl. He was um, one of the birds for the Enchanted Tiki Room. Fritz! I forget which one. Fritz? Is that is that what you said? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I believe Fritz was the one that had the deep voice. <laughs> yes. He has a deep voice, that's for sure. Yeah, but uh, I knew he... I knew he vo he voiced one of the cats. Uh, Billy Boss is his name in Aristocats. 
and Kirby from The Brave Little Toaster. There you go. How about Paul Freeze? Yeah, so Paul Freeze, I know in the Disney company, he, he was the original voice of Ludwig von Drake. <laughs> mm, yeah, I like Ludwig von Drake. He also is in Pirates, too. He voiced some of the... Uh, a lot a lot narrated, narrating voices narrated. in the parks. And I remember, I remember that, and which that almost fought, it was Vincent Price. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he sounds a lot like Vincent Price. It, uh, he could be doing an impression of him. But he's the voice of the ghost host, right? Sure. Sure. Yep. <laughs> when hinges creak in doorless chambers and strange and frightening sounds echo through the halls, whenever candlelights flicker, where the air is deathly still, that is the time when ghosts are present, practicing their terror with ghoulish delight. Yeah, no, my friend and I actually thought it was Vincent Price when we were younger, like in junior high, because you couldn't look up those things back then. Like, wasn't that? Yeah, it sounds like him. I, I mean, I think Vincent Price was probably involved in the Paris on the mansion. Oh, yeah, he did the Paris one, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Who did the Paris one? Did you hear him? Oh, Vincent Price. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah but I know in the Disney company, he voiced Professor Radican from Mouse Detective. Vincent, mm-hmm. oh, Vincent Price, yeah. And then he had Grim Grinning Ghosts, written by Buddy Baker and lyrics by Exitensio. Who also did? Didn't he do the Exitensio? Didn't did he do the lyrics to the to the um, um, Yo Ho Yo Ho? Yeah, Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, he did the lyrics mm-hmm. to that one too. Who knew he could do that? Walt Disney did. So there you go. Yeah, and he actually worked on the Haunted Mansion, also like worked um, on some of the storylines for oh, it. Okay. He had his idea was a cat. That would follow you through the Haunted Mansion. What do you mean? Like a newspaper boy cap? No, cat. Oh, cat. Oh, my bad. (laughs) Then like the raven. Right. Like he had an idea that it was kind of you meet up with the cat as you journey through the Haunted Mansion. So they actually just added a sculpture of a cat. Yeah, it was like in the, the play area. The cat was kind of Easter egg, and it was says the one-eyed cat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the sculpture they put in doesn't look anything like his drawings or his story, but um, it was in honor of that. Oh, very good. Didn't, I didn't realize that's what that was in honor of. How nice. The, it's interesting because the sculpture they did do um, is a cross between Modigliani Mo, uh, and an ancient Imshin sculpture. So Modigliani um, was kind of like a... Oh, la, la, la. what would that be? Um, kind of expressionism art. So very smooth, mm-hmm. very folk. It was a, it was very um, influenced by folk art, right? So it's very smooth folk art, very elongated shapes. And then it, you know, and so did the ancient Egypt, Egypt sculptures. So you could kind of get that. And that's kind of where we get our mystique from cats is from the um, ancient Egyptians. So very fitting. And for bad luck. And for bad luck. 
I mean, the black cat. We have the yeah. number thirteen in in the ride. They do. Oh, on the clock. Yeah. Yep. They have lots of yeah. And six is the as an unlucky number as well. Was six, it? Yeah. Was it six? Yeah. I, I think it. Yeah. It can be. Because I remember in Zack and Cody when they were invaded with a possibly haunt, haunted, haunted hotel room that was like for thirteen six or six thirteen. Oh, okay, I get it. Oh, that's funny. All right. Because <laughs> they're not gonna have a thirteenth floor because most buildings don't. Yeah, like right. nope. Nobody's been in that floor for for eighteen years because they say that that number's unlucky and that's why you kind of find those numbers and I I'm assuming various Halloween entertainment. Yeah. So, do you want to rate the Haunted Mansion? Sure. Sure. Why not? How many Mickey ears? I the I I remember as a kid I was uh, kind of middle aged. I was terrified in front of the lightning where they show up the corpse of, of our tour guide. In the stretching room? Yes. Well, yeah, scary, man. So I guess as, as for, for, for that, I would give it a two. But nowadays, nowadays. Nowadays, all right. I, I think I will give it a four. All right. Awesome. All right, Ryan, how are you going to rate the Haunted Mansion? Uh, five all the way. <laughs> it's one of the best attractions Imagineering's ever done. You know. Yeah, it doesn't get the, much better than that. No, it says the tone for the line being part of the attraction. This is like one of the first ones that really did a great job at that. You know, you're in line and you don't even know you're in line anymore. You feel immersed in your experience already while you're in line. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you have to give this right a five because, okay, I have to give this right a five. And you have to give it a five. Um, just, I mean, there's nothing like it, right? It just, it's the start of something incredible. Yeah, it, the way they slowly immerse you into the, the haunted house and stuff, it just kind of, it's just, it's amazing. It's great storytelling. Mm, maybe another reason why I, I could not like how... Halloween this time you just have it's kind of about death. It is. It is. And that's why Mark Davis wanted to bring the humor into it to ma- to lighten the mood a little bit. Yeah. Considering they had no idea what to do and I had mean, no like examples of where to go with something and I created mean, something new. It's amazing. Yeah. I consider making this haunted house. I guess you have to be, you have to stay in the house till you die or get shot in the house. No, oh, she's, I know. <laughs> I think that's how it was like in the Paris edition. Oh, okay. Uh, everyone's right. they stay alive when they got trapped in the house. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. All right. Well, I'm super excited to see this again in November. So Fiona and I will get a chance to go through this again in November. It won't be the traditional Haunted Mansion. It'll be the Nightmare Before Christmas overlay, and it's the you know the 20th I anniversary. Mean, I have seen a few previews of it on YouTube. Oh, yeah, cause it's already open. Well, pa- p- before this year. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, so it'll be really, it'll be great to see that again. And um, I don't, the Nightmare Before Christmas just makes the Haunted Mansion a little more special, I think. 
I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. How many times did we write that? Like seven? We wrote it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that was insane. But there's so much to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it could have been a nightmare to get back to that version. <laughs> a long time coming, huh? Yeah. All right, cool. And I will insert the Grimly Ghost song I edition that I found on YouTube. Awesome. We'll do that. When the crypt doors creak and the tombstones quake, spooks and knockers wait and wait. Happy haunts materialize and begin to vocalize. Grim, grinning ghosts are not to socialize. Now don't close your eyes and don't try to hide. For a silly spook, they sit by your side. Shrouded in a gaffish hide. Thank you for making it through another episode of Dispodopolis. We hope you enjoyed our uh, very crazy conversation about the Haunted Mansion and all the little fun facts we went over. And our very short timeline, but we, we kind of finally had the official Haunted Mansion mo- moment. Besides, in <laughs> the little patch of heaven, in our little patch of heaven. Well, this is actually. Um, what we call this uh, Area Fifty Five because this would be Disneyland. Yeah, so yeah. it's just it's just anything we we have to pick up on Disneyland. Uh huh. But back to Disneyland. Yeah, because we've been doing a lot of little patch of heavens, huh? Because we're not there. Yep. Well, and for tribute, mom mom is playing playing us to go as the Sanderson sisters for for whatever Halloween time park. Well, I keep trying to get, because, you know, Adia and you and me, like, we could do the Sanderson sisters. But I can't get y'all to agree on this. It's very frustrating. And the Sanderson sisters are from? Hocus Pocus. Hocus Pocus, yeah. Halloween. Uh Uh-huh. I I know. I I would try. You try that? Yeah, but Adia, it's just just Adia, right? Well, you want to be Baby Beaker this Halloween. Maybe we'll do it next when they come out with the new Hocus yeah, Pocus that, movie. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. All right, we'll do that. That's plans for next I thought year. you were gonna... Uh, yeah, I, I thought, yeah, I thought you were... Uh, so you were doing it today. Well, I throw ideas out and I see what flies and what gets smacked down. And I end up not liking store-bought costumes. Right, right. Well, we can work it out by then. So 2022, we'll do Sanderson Sisters. Yeah, because... And yeah, I think yeah, I think it feels like it'll it'll be bet- better next year. All right, all better right. Moment. Hey, I've got her on board, girls and boys. That's a plus here. All right, who are you gonna say goodnight to, uh, Fiona? Whoever you are. Mm, <laughs> Which one of my kids are you? I don't know. 
Oh, what immortal! Oh, whore, no longer immortal. I would say goodnight <laughs> to you. You can just say goodnight to everybody out there. Oh, wait. How about goodnight, all you immortal listeners? And, okay, maybe for the dead, uh, Paul Freeze. Okay. <laughs> and f- Fardle, blah, blah, blah. Deep opera voice guy. Uh, Thurl Ravenscroft? Thurl Ravenscroft. Okay, you want to say goodnight to them? <laughs> because we, we had a fun time trying to type type in his name. <laughs> yes, I'd like to thank his parents, who are long need, are uh, have long left us many years ago for that name. Thanks. I'm me trying to find it on Google. All right. So you can catch Fiona at Fiona Toad Girl on Instagram and Twitter. And we've been putting her images up there that she's been drawing for her classes in college. Yep. Uh, yeah, or maybe an Argonite. I guess for real, an Argonite to, to, to my uh, art, art, art teachers. Mm-hmm. They're very nice. Yeah. And if you would like to join us, stay... Mortals will be less sin and rest in peace. So hurry back. We would like you to listen someday. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, are you taking elements from the Holly Mansion song? Yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ryan. Why don't you say goodnight to everybody out there? I'll say goodnight, yes. And I will also... Um, Reenact Madame Leota. Serpents and spiders, tail of a rat, call in the spirits wherever they're at. <laughs> you can reach me at ryanflint underscore edu um, on Twitter. You can send us a message. Rap on a table. It's time to respond. Send us a message from somewhere beyond. Nice. <laughs> thank you for joining us, Mom and Aunt Dolores. All right, your turn, Colleen. All right. <laughs> Good night, everybody out there. We hope you have um, a lovely October as you're planning all your fun events for this uh, month. And Think um, about me. <laughs> and we'll put some pictures up if of Baby Beaker for this year if we can get that done. It should be very interesting. There'll be um, lots of red crazy hair involved. Yeah, well, I'm assuming, yeah, you just said... Not that Penny Peel would key who I am because Baby Beaker is like one of the supporting slash recurrent characters of the show. Muppet Babies. The Muppet Babies. Oh boy. All right. And you can reach me at um, Tink Scout on Instagram and on Twitter. And you can always reach us at comments at dispodopolis.com. And you can see us on Instagram and uh, Pinterest and Twitter and Facebook. And we try to post up uh sometimes we'll post articles and just about things happening at the parks especially on twitter we try to follow the orange county register and the orlando Orlando sentinel and kind of post some of their articles about what's happening not all of them because there's a lot of them and some of them are a little off base (laughs) so but definitely if something new is coming in the park or there's some changes or some of super fun events coming so you can catch it there and redirect to those newspapers and also uh, the Disney blog. And uh, we will see you all real soon. Till death do us part. (laughs) 
Now it's time for a trip around the park and a kiss goodnight. By one hit of a bell. Okay, what does that mean? 
<laughs> I wish I would say that for my great grandma passing away because it's trivia the Coco since we watched that movie to reunite her t- my great grandma's death. Oh, in uh, oh gosh, the Day of the Dead, Dia de las Muertos. Dia de las Muertos. Because it feels like usually they they say that's another movie to watch on on October. And that is very appropriate. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Oh, see, and I thought you were going with wizards and witches. Wherever you dwell, give us a hint by ringing a bell. I try to take elements from that line. Yeah, I can see that. That's awesome. Yeah, for whom the bell. Tells. Bill hit. Bill hop. Serpents and spiders, tail of a rat, call in the spirits wherever they're at. Rap on a table, it's time to respond. Send us a message from somewhere beyond. Goblins and ghoulies from last Halloween. Awaken the spirits with your tambourine. Creepies and crawlies, toads in a pond. Let there be music from regions beyond. Wizards and witches, wherever you dwell, give us a hint by ringing a bell. Dispodopolis is a EFA Solutions production. All music and interviews remain the copyright of their respectful owners and are being used under the Creative Commons license law. All other content remains the copyright of EFA Solutions, LLC. This broadcast is not affiliated with Disney or any of the Disney properties, and the opinions expressed in this broadcast belong to the hosts and guests.